It is important to me that this podcast remains a family-friendly environment that you can share with your children, teens, students, and so on. The issues discussed in this podcast can sometimes be highly sensitive, and in those cases, I do recommend that you listen to the episode yourself before you share with your kids. That way, you are empowered to make decisions about how, when, and if you want to discuss the topics at hand in your household or your classroom. The following episode is one of those stories that will address a sensitive topic. Although I do believe that the impact of the woman in this story is worth including in this podcast, I also respect that it may be more appropriate for mature audiences. At this time, I recommend pausing this podcast if your kids are listening with you and revisiting it by yourself later or after putting on headphones. Thanks so much for listening. What makes a woman truly iconic? Breaking barriers and shattering glass ceilings? Overcoming incredible obstacles? Defying standards and expectations? Some women are dangerous and even downright deadly. This is the Iconic Women Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah. Each episode, I'm here to share another woman's incredible story. Let's dive in. For many girls growing up in Africa, it is considered a rite of passage to undergo female genital mutilation, or FGM, as an older child in preparation for marriage. FGM is also known as the cut, and there are many different forms with different levels of severity. For some girls, the procedure is primarily ceremonial, and though it's definitely not a pleasant experience, it does not impact a woman's long-term health. However, for many girls, the procedure is incredibly painful and can cause both short-term and long-term medical problems for women throughout their lives. The most extreme cases of FGM can even impact a woman's ability to comfortably and safely go to the bathroom or menstruate, and of course, therefore also impacts the process of having children. Nice Nylente Lingeta was born in 1991 in a village in Kenya. Her parents passed away when she was very young, and at eight years old, she was sent away for the first time to boarding school. At just eight years old, she expected to undergo the procedure herself. Until she attended that particular boarding school, she just always thought that the cut was just a required part of life. But at school, she learned that there was nothing required or mandatory about it. It's a cultural tradition and expectation, and there's no medical value or scientific benefit. Nice noticed that girls from her village who went through the procedure had to drop out of school and be married off to old men, often men they didn't even know, and definitely did not choose to marry. The girls she knew who were experiencing this were 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Eight-year-old Nice did not want to get married. She wanted to be a kid and go to school and learn. And she believed that marriage would be, quote, the end of her. There were other girls at her boarding school who did not have to go through FGM, and they were able to stay in school and did not have to get married so young. When her village was preparing girls for the cut that year, Nice decided to run away. 
She was scared and she didn't want to lose her independence and her ability to go to school. At just eight years old, she convinced her sister to come with her. They ran over 40 miles away before they were discovered and brought back home. Their uncle and other men from their village threatened them and beat them for running away and refusing to get the cut. The next year, her village was preparing another group of girls to go through the rite of passage again. But now nine-year-old Nice was determined, once again, to run away. Unfortunately, this time she was not able to persuade her sister to go with her, but Nice ran away by herself. And once again, she managed to escape the cut for another year. Even though Nice got in big trouble when she was found and brought back to her village, again, she advocated for herself to her grandfather. She told him she would rather run away forever and live on the streets rather than to endure the pain of the procedure and the loss of independence that came with child marriage. Her grandfather actually relented after listening to her make her case and agreed to let her forego the ritual and return to school. As a result, she was ostracized by her village and was portrayed as a bad example and a bad role model and someone who shamed her family and her culture. But Nice was the first girl in her village to attend high school. She began to expand her advocacy work by helping hide other young girls who wanted to avoid being cut. And even though many of the men and even some of her peers tried to make her into an outcast in her village, she never gave up trying to spread the word and encourage other people to join her cause. She continued to discuss the sensitive and important issues surrounding the cultural traditions and expectations, and slowly, some more people began to listen. For years, Nice expanded her efforts for her cause. Eventually, she was successful in pressuring the village elders to hold a sexual health class to spread the word about what she was learning. Even though no one wanted to listen to her at first, gradually, over the course of a few years, she continued to hold her classes, addressing younger men to advocate on behalf of girls and women, and more of the young men slowly started listening and wanted to talk about even more related topics like HIV prevention and teenage pregnancy, early marriage, school attrition, and, of course, the cut itself. After four years of fighting for her cause, Nice was able to convince the village elders to abandon cutting. Her village began to take on the mentality that everyone would be healthier and wealthier if girls stayed in school, got married later, and gave birth without the complications from cutting. Because of her advocacy, she was the first woman in her village to be given the black walking stick, which symbolizes leadership, respect, and power within her community and culture. What can we learn from her example? Today, NICE works internationally to raise awareness and advocate on behalf of girls and women, speaking out against FGM and child marriage. She has helped bring change to many more villages and to protect the lives of so many girls and women around the world. She stood up for what she believed in and what she knew in her heart was right, to advocate for herself even as a young girl who was perceived by her community as powerless. 
She never let anyone convince her she was powerless. And once she was able to convince others of her own position for her personal health and safety, she continued to do the work to help as many other people as she could. And she's still doing that today as a young adult. One person can make such an enormous impact. And even when others try to hold you down, your voice matters. Your body matters. Your health and safety and well-being matters. And you can always, always stand up for what is right. Now she's iconic. Can't get enough? Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash iconic women podcast. If you love this podcast, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to leave a review. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.